in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at the sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all those who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phydria and Philanthia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea, and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today, Pentecost marks the end of our Life Not Resurrected series. And with it, we look at the gift of the Holy Spirit and what it means to us and what it means to living a life Resurrected. One of the things that we sometimes do when we hear a whole lot of ways that God might use us is we go, well, I'd be willing to do this and this. You can find somebody else that can do the rest, because I don't know if that's me. And we decide that whatever it is God has in store for us, that maybe it's not for us, it's for somebody else. We decide that I'm that's just not not for me. You'll need to find somebody else for that. You know, Moses tried that. He tried to get out of all of it by going, Oh, you you don't want me, I'm just not good enough for this. You can find somebody that can be good at it. And God's reply was no. God's reply is still no. Because all of these things that Peter talks about, they're for us. Dreaming dreams. Having visions 
prophesying. It's for you. We might think it's not for us, but that's not really for us to decide. If we are going to put our full trust in God, then we've got to trust that if God has a plan for us, He's going to do it, and if we go along, it's going to be all right. You know, sometimes I think we hesitate because we think, oh, if I'm going to prophesy, I'm going to be telling about these future things, I'm not going to understand them, and people are going to wonder if I'm crazy. And we kind of get the wrong idea of what it is to prophesy. Speaking God's words. Speaking God's truths. Not everything that a prophet says means that something in the future is going to happen. Sometimes it is quite simply saying, God let me know you're going to be okay. I don't know why I have the urge to tell you this, but God has pushed me to say you are going to be okay. And we don't like to think of that as prophecy. But it is. Because it's a message from God to say, this is what I need you to do right now. This is what I need you to say. Because somebody needs to hear it. Because God acts in each and every one of our lives. We're called, each and every one of us. We may try to run from that call, but each of us is called. And I know all about trying to run away from a calling. When I first started exploring whether or not I was called to preach in ministry, I asked if maybe people were a little off their rocker because it was me, and I don't think God had any interest in me going out to preach. God could surely find somebody better than me. Well, apparently God didn't want somebody better than me. God wanted me. And I had to grow to accept that that's what God had in store for me. But often we think that being called into ministry is this one singular job. But each one of us is called to our own ministry. Our own ministry to spirit, to love, to care, to nurture, to give hope, to give peace, to lead, to teach. Sometimes it's just being kindness in the middle of a great tragedy. Sometimes it's being there for people when they are their weakest. Sometimes it's making sure that the food pantry always has what they need. Sometimes it's making sure that we always give to those who we see who are in need. Sometimes it's visiting people who just need somebody to visit. It's doing whatever God needs us to do, and that's all part of our own ministry. Because God calls each and every one of us. Because we've been given this awesome gift. We are not just baptized by water, but we are baptized by water and spirit. But earlier we heard about the Spirit being sent just for a moment on the elders and they prophesied. And now we hear the Spirit being given to each and every one of us who opens up our life to it. 
And that's amazing. It's amazing to me because it means that God is giving us yet another gift. Something else that we couldn't have earned. Something else that we didn't do anything to get. But God saw fit to give it to us. We may want to say that these things are not for us because these things are for more important people. These are things for people who matter more, people who people will listen to because nobody will listen to me. Nobody's going to pay attention to me. But here's the thing. God's already paying attention to you. And if God's already paying attention to you, then there's got to be something important about you. And if there's something important about you, then surely if God has a plan... If God's got something He needs you to do, then surely that's got to be important too. Because I've never known God to do anything in my life that wasn't important in some way. When we live this life resurrected, when we accept that Christ gave us the gift of our freedom, that He died for our sins, that He lived to set us free, that we died with Him on the cross, that we could put our life of sin to rest so that we could live a life of the Spirit and not of the flesh. That we give up all of our earthly things. That we say, I'm not going to be ruled by objects and money. I'm not going to be ruled by earthly power and earthly greed. I give my life that I can live it by the Spirit, by love and mercy and hope. that part of that life resurrected is that we are guided by the Spirit because it will constantly be helping us to stay in that life. And it will be constantly helping us to lead others to that life. Because each of us has a mission. We may think that it is small or we may think that it is big. But each one is important. Each one is holy. Each one is a gift that God has given each one of us the ability to go out and do. The ability to go out and be whatever it is God needs us to be. We do this because we know that it's right. We do this because we've experienced the Spirit in our lives. We do this because something has helped us along the way. God has been there for us. We know that Christ is there for us each and every day. And the price paid that we could be free from a life of sin and death to be able to live a life. That God gave us the Spirit that we could be led by something not of this earth but something good and right. That we could have a life that's something more than just wondering what will happen tomorrow but knowing that God's grace is there for us in a thousand tomorrows. It's all for us. God's gifts, God's salvation, God's mercy and God's spirit, it's for you and 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 you. And it's for me. 
And you know that's the easiest one to forget. No matter how difficult things may seem, no matter how much the world around us may change, God is there. Christ has paid the ultimate price that we may live in Him to be free from sin and death and the Spirit is there to guide us and lead us. I have those truths and I know that I can face whatever tomorrow is because I have that. I have that hope that guides me every step of the way, the hope that I put in God that God will see me through. Because that hope has gotten me so far already. I'm not about to abandon it. No matter how frightened I might be, God makes me strong. No matter how weak my will might be, the Spirit lifts me up. And no matter how much I think I might fail, I know that Christ won't fail me. So I can keep going. And each of us can keep going. No matter what. We may face difficulties and we may face hardships. But God is there. We live that life resurrected in Christ. Because it's a life in hope. And it's a life and a hope that we can reach out to all of God's children and offer this message of salvation. That all may be saved. And that all may finally know peace by knowing our God. So go and live. Go and live a life resurrected. And go and live every day knowing that you are never alone and knowing that you always have something to have hope in. Amen.